This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... Hi, this is Lou Covey and my partner, Joe Vasquez, and we're here today with a special episode of Crucial Tech uh, that we're calling Stupid Stuff in Tech. (laughs) Because with all the other crap that's going on in the world, we've got people using technology poorly or technology that hasn't been well planned. And we've got a few ep- few things to talk about. But one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I've noticed on our, uh, our l- listener analytics that our listeners listen to almost all of our podcasts, but they generally shut it off at the end when we're doing, a, doing our closing remarks. So I wanted to say, if anyone has any comments or questions or suggestions for podcasts, uh, on the anchor.fm slash crucial tech site, there's a button you can push and leave an audio recording and make a comment to us. And we will probably get back to you uh, or um, even make you a star. So remember to check that out. And uh, also, if you are if you want to sponsor one of these podcasts, give us a contact at info. Or, well, yeah, at uh, Go to uh, footwashermedia.com slash contact and send us an email and we will get back to you. So anyway, Joe, how's Texas? Hey, happy new year to you, Lou. This is our first one in the new year. (laughs) And I think this is a great way to start off stupid stuff in tech. I think everybody can use a laugh here. Yeah. It's a laugh. You got, you got to laugh or you're going to cry. And I think (laughs) I, I want to, step off with the thing that most of us are really concerned about, but to give some sort of level of absurdity to what we're talking about in the storming of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., and how they're finding people who participated in it on a legal level. Now, I'm going to I'm going to make a given 90 percent of the people that attended that rally were there to be nonviolent to just show their support for President Trump. It's the 10% that caused the problem. But of course, that's the way it is in any public demonstration. Uh, People have been complaining about the rioters and Black Lives Matter, whereas 99% of the people that uh, have been in those protests have been peaceful. so we'll 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 get make that a given there's a small amount but here's the thing parlor has is very popular amongst this section of the population or was at least or or it was until parlor got (laughs) shut down uh we could probably do a, a little bit about how stupid parlor is as a technology but what these people were doing were they were taking videos of themselves and posting it on social media, mostly on Parler. And in that process, they had their location tracking on. And the the hacker who actually broke it. Okay, here, here's the stupid thing about Parler. It is built by people who do not have experience in developing secure applications. That's just the bottom line. 
anybody could have hacked this stuff. And before Parler was taken off of the Amazon Web Services, uh, a hacker went in and downloaded all of the information that was, okay, it wasn't private information. It wasn't people's uh, names and, or addresses. It was essentially the, the, uh, the, po the public posts they've been making and, and the tracking data that they've been put on that they, are, they approved uh, giving public access to. And they put together a map of all the people who had invaded the Capitol building and where they went. They were able to actually follow them, uh, follow their progress through the Capitol building and know exactly where they were. And we've talked about this many, many times about how easy it is for corporations to track you. And nobody seems to listen. You need to turn off location services if you don't want the FBI to find out where the hell you were. <laughs> I actually read one of the stories too of, of someone they've tracked down already and his comment to them was, wow, you guys are good. My post wasn't up that long. And I thought, yeah. you know, it's just not that hard. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a thing. I, I've heard about this, uh, this phrase for a while. So I decided to look it up. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Have you ever heard of that? I'm not familiar with that, no. Okay, well, it's actually a psychological study that they did to trying to find out why people believe uh, rumors. Okay, false information. Okay, essentially, the less knowledgeable you are, the more knowledgeable you think you are. They did this study of people who had absolutely no knowledge about a particular subject, no training, no background, no experience, and they absolutely believe they know more about it than the experts. But on the opposite side, the more competent you are in a certain area, the more the less likely you are to believe that you are an expert. Which kind of explains why I always put myself down on, on the areas of communication. I don't think I'm that much of an expert, but apparently I'm better at it than most people are. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but that that's the case. Um, people are using technology thinking that they are very, very good, uh, that they know everything about it. And they've done it because they've talked to somebody that they think knows a lot about it. And mm -hmm. what we've got is a case of the blind leading the blind in, in this particular case. And in most, in most cases of everything. Uh, if you I, I also you, think, you know, okay. I, I do think there's a I do think there's a, a large portion of that. But I also think, too, from a security standpoint, I've said this a million times on our podcast, people get overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. Right. And they they don't they don't want to study it. They don't want to look into it. It takes a lot of time and you are only as secure as your weakest link. And there are tons and tons of links in that chain. Yeah. There are some simple things that make a big difference in turning off location services would be one of those things. Uh, at least, you know, you throw a little challenge in there, <laughs> but uh, you know. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing is that people need to, to ask questions. Uh, the only way to break the Dunning-Kruger effect is to realize that you don't know what you don't know. And then maybe to ask somebody who is. 
I think the other thing, and, and it get, I mean, I don't want this conversation to get heavy because we did say stupid things in tech. We're going to keep it light. But I think the other thing is these things change so quickly that even if you think you're talking to an expert, they may not be one for very long. Yeah. And that's something and- you really got to you know keep in mind. Uh, people and companies change their terms and conditions and their privacy policies all the time, which allows them to do, do different things. So these things are constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, uh, for um, Cybersecurity Magazine, uh, the editor asked me to give him a list of all of our podcasts in the past year that uh, uh, we've done on cybersecurity because they're going to post them on the magazine. And that's cybersecurity or cybersecurity magazine.com, your source of the latest in cybersecurity <laughs> news. <laughs> a gonna- commercial in there. They they want to they want to post the, these uh, podcasts up there, but as I was l- going through them for the year, there were about five that I decided not to put up there that I may actually take down because since we we've been talking about cybersecurity uh, on this podcast, lots of stuff has changed. Lots of stuff has cha- stayed the same, but lots of stu- stuff has changed. So you got to keep up on it. Yeah, uh, you definitely and- do. It's it's definitely, and I don't think people have the necessarily the, the time or the inclination. I mean, there are a lot of other things going around. A lot of us are trying to, you know, stay alive during a pandemic, things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I had a question for you too, uh, talking about um, technology changing. One of the things that I read today was talking about how uh, facial recogni- recognition software uh, uh-huh. is in demand right now. We talked <laughs> about this, we talked about this early uh, last year, right? That it's just not very good. And we have actually had a couple of professionals come on and talk about this, that it's just not very good. We also talked about how a lot of the companies that were in kind of the, in this space have stopped selling the technology or at least put a pause on it. Okay? Uh, it's back in vogue now, obviously, because of the riots and things that are going on. Um, and I, my question to you was really, um, do you feel comfortable as somebody who knows that this didn't work very well? Is it working better now, or would you feel, do you feel comfortable using this technology as a piece, just a piece of a larger case? Would you require more things to support it? How do you feel about that? Well, uh, the answer to the first question is no, it's not working. And the answer to the second question is yes, it, do, it does have value as a piece of the entire uh, process. Uh, but I, here's the thing. This, this is what we discussed back a, a few years ago, or a few few months ago, is that it can be helpful in developing a case for a warrant or to start an investigation, but it can't be used as evidence. And part of the problem is that the companies that are making this stuff aren't actually doing it for the purpose of uh, broad social security, they're using it for the purpose of securing your devices. Okay, NEC uh, announced this week that they had perfected uh, or they, they have released a facial recognition uh, software that can identify someone even if they're wearing a medical mask uh, to protect, protect against COVID, which has been part of the problem uh, for some uh, for a while because it re- removes essentially half of the data points that would uh, that would be used. 
Right. That um, was my question. Right? Facial recognition is, is basically just recognizing the data points. And if you're missing half of those data points, how can you be confident in that? I think yeah. it's a little bit different when you talk about what Apple did with their facial recognition on the, on the iPhone, which was it just went directly to the numeric code or the, secu- the, the additional security you have on your phone versus saying we can still identify you even when you wear this mask. That's a totally yeah. different thing. Yeah. Um, facial rec- there, there is no facial recognition software right now that can beat a human being. Okay. Someone taking a look at a photo and then comparing it to the person, you know, to in a lineup in, in, a, in a mug book or whatever, people can st- still be able to identify people better than, they, than the, the technology can. And that's, that's part of the stupidity of this, this, this narrative, you know, that everyone's afraid of, of what uh, facial security is going to do for privacy, which is a complete stupid subject on its own because there is, there's never been privacy. Um, but we have to take every announcement about this technology being successful with a large rock of salt. <laughs> That's kind of like any announcement that Tesla makes, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in the same week that NEC announced that uh, they've come up with this new technology, Samsung admitted that their own facial recognition software to be used for unlocking a phone doesn't always work or works slowly, so slowly that people aren't sure that it's working. So it's it's still a very, very infantile technology Mm -hmm. so that's it and then we have bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) people being stupid uh you know i have a lot of friends who are investing in bitcoin and i understand how valid the technology is and that it, it can be very useful for efficiently and securely is securely transferring funds from one location to another. But the idea that it's an investment is about as good as going to Vegas and playing the craps. (laughs) And there are lots of reasons for that because it's not, one of the things uh, that's come out uh, recently is that uh, the FBI has figured out how to uh, track Bitcoin transfers from criminals and terrorists. Yeah, it, I, I hadn't seen that. I didn't know they could do that, but I was pretty sure that it was only a matter of time before they figured that out. Because yeah. as we know, there's a lot of illegal activity happening based on Bitcoin. So there was no choice. They were going to have to figure that out. Yeah. And, and not, not just that, but you know, the, the whole issue of ransomware. Uh, uh, ransomware is, uh, is rampant. And the, the thieves are absolutely uh, brazen about being, being that they think they are safe. Uh, our, our, our last podcast that we did uh, earlier the, uh, it, on Monday of this week, and this well, maybe two weeks ago when this podcast comes out, um, talked to, we talked to a guy in New York who actually helped the FBI track down a ransomware gang because they were using Bitcoin as the uh, means for transferring the, the wealth and they were able to find them and 
extradite them and they're going to be coming to uh, uh, trial pretty soon. And we're going to be covering that in the next three months uh, when it happens. But people don't understand Bitcoin. And the story that I wanted to relate about this, what, there's a guy in San Francisco that has $140 million in Bitcoin that he can't access because he wrote his password down on a piece of paper and he can't find the piece of paper. <laughs> and so I, I took a look at this. At He's the, probably not the only one, I would guess. No, they're about 40% of all the value of Bitcoin in the world is unaccessible because people can't figure out their password. And that the thing is, is they, have these, they have these devices, they have these, these little hard drives uh, that are, they're, they're external hard drives and all of the, uh, the code that they need and the pa is on these, these hard drives. But the thing is, the hard drives are encrypted with a password. And after 10 tries, it locks it forever. So Ouch. this guy in San Francisco only has two tries left and he's, he can't sleep at night for this. So that's another stupid use of technology. <laughs> um, I, I, as I said, I understand the value of blockchain technology, although I think it's horribly hyped and completely inaccurate. And the people who are hyping it don't know what it does either. I mean, I, I think we could spend probably six episodes on that in, in various ways, right? Oh, we it probably will. For you. Yeah, <laughs> it could be another book for you, really, honestly. <laughs> Uh, from an energy usage standpoint, all, all kinds of things, right? Yeah. So let's move on. Let's let's keep this a little bit uh, lighthearted. I wanted to end with something that's a little funny, unless it happens to be you, and then it's not so funny. I was reading an article about ransomware that you were just talking about. There was a, an IoT or Internet of Things connected device that was apparently a chastity belt of some oh, sort. Oh, yeah. Is, chastity is, belt <laughs> for men. Yes. Oh, uh, and apparently God. this was hacked uh, and there was a ransomware demand made. Uh, so again, <laughs> um, well, I, the, we've talked the, about internet of things a bunch too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The, the, this is a, yeah, I, I was, I was laughing about this too, because this is a two ways from Sunday, stupid on technology. <laughs> okay. Number one, th this this toy or this device is meant for BDSM aficionados so that you clamp this on your male member <laughs> to keep you from getting an erection <laughs> until your dominatrix gives you permission to have one. Ah, okay. And she's supposed to be able to control it. Well, apparently the security on this device is not really well done. And it was easily hacked by a ransomware guy who sent a message to the owner of the device saying, and please excuse the rough language, your cock is ours. <laughs> <laughs> and said, unless they paid him a ransom in Bitcoin, then he they would they would lock it forever. I just want you to stop for a moment. Just imagine getting that message. That's all. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. Yes. So the first thing is, 
I don't, I don't know how any, I don't know how to put this any simpler, but for anything that is internet of things connected, just assume that it can be hacked. Think about how people might use this if they got control of whatever you're using. I don't care if it's your home light bulbs, your home heating, your refrigerator, your chastity belt. It doesn't matter. Assume that it can happen and think about what you would do in those cases. Yeah. Well, apparently the owner of this device, and this is the, the, the second level of stupidity, the owner of this device probably figured that out. And so he sold it on eBay. <laughs> and so the hack, so this is where the hackers did the stupid thing in that they assumed that that guy still owned the device. <laughs> in the meantime, the poor guy who bought it, hopefully he wasn't using it at the time. Right. All we can hope <laughs> is you weren't wearing it at the time. And so there's your there's your third stupid thing. Don't buy stuff like that on eBay. <laughs> if you can't pay full price, sometimes it's better to wait. <laughs> oh wow. Well, I think I think that's enough. I don't know if I can handle any more stupid for today. No, I think we yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh I, I mean I wanted to end it on, on a light note, and I think we've accomplished that. Yeah, okay. So, Joe, thank you. Uh, this has been Crucial Tech with Joe and Lou Covey, uh, Joe Vasquez and Lou Covey. Uh, we'll be back again in a week or so with something else, hopefully not as stupid and at least maybe educational for you. Definitely not as stupid. <laughs> Thanks for listening and uh, check out cybersecuritymagazine.com. It's a lot of fun to read. This has been Crucial Tech, a Footwashing Media production.